On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. So it's really great, Jim, to have you in the studio here today. Oh, and um, my pleasure. Thank you. And your performance was absolutely beautiful. Everyone really had such a great time. Um, Me too. <laughs> so when did you know that music could be a career for you? Was there that point in time where you said, this is what I want to do or this is what I can do? I wanted to when I was a teenager, but I, I wasn't sure that it would happen. And uh, I was mostly playing bluegrass music. I was playing the banjo and um, just loved it. And then I, I kind of uh, started playing more guitar. I got a guitar when I was 17. And um, gradually I, I realized I wasn't going to be a great banjo player. So I started writing and, and singing more. And, and um grew up not I played bluegrass but listening to everything you know back in the 60s radio was so great and it you know so many different styles so you've you've had uh 28 albums to your name right yes it's a lot of albums it is and then you've and you've written songs for other people yeah and what is it like to writes a song for someone else versus something for yourself what is that process like well you know it's it's interesting because a lot of times people have just recorded songs that i'd already written or, or recorded or um pitched to them thinking they would never do that one and um when i've consciously tried to write songs for people it's only worked a few times that they ended up recording them and it just seems kind of like by accident or the ones I least expect are sometimes the ones they record. So your latest project is called This Changes Everything. Yes. There, first of all, what what's the title about? Well, uh, my friend Bruce Robison and I, this was a, a few years back and uh, just got together, and um, a, a lot of times when I co-write with somebody, it'll be a conversational thing. Somebody will say something, and then it's like, wait a minute, that's our title right there. So uh, that's that's what happened with that song, and we just went from there. And um, I kind of forgot about that song I, I loved it and I think maybe once they pitched it to George Strait because we thought he he could do it 
and he didn't and then when i went to do this record i knew that needed to be the opening track and the title track well that's that's great and and so it, this was a bit of a concept album, or there was a theme to it. What was that? Well, the theme and what happened was, was that for several years, um, a dr great drummer named Tom Lewis and a pedal steel player named Tommy Dedimore, who ended up producing the record, were in my band I had in the early 2000s, and they were based out of Austin, Texas, and... I was living in Nashville, and we just meet up or whatever and do our gigs. And um, so for years, Tom and Tommy were saying, man, you really need to come to Austin to do a record, and let's get all the guys and play on it. And things just got so busy through the years that I, I never was able to. And then I had a few gigs booked at the end of May last year in Texas, and one of them got canceled due to flooding. And so I thought, well, you know, we've got the guys. They're, they're not doing anything that day or night. So we um, uh, went into the studio. And I had to kind of dig around through my catalog and, and think, now what? I really wanted to do songs because the, the players were from Texas. I wanted to do songs that either were co-written with Texas songwriters or had some kind of thread there with Who Texas. Who were some of the people that were, worked with you on the album? Uh, well, Bruce Robison, um, uh, O.D. Blackman, um, uh, a fellow, um, uh, Frank Dykus, who was an old friend of mine, and we wrote a bunch of songs in Nashville and sadly he passed away uh, before he could he didn't get to yeah. hear this record but um, um, he was he had produced a guy named Johnny Bush years ago who's one of my favorite Texas singer-songwriters and um, uh, I wrote one with a fellow but Buddy Cannon who's a great producer and he produces Willie Nelson and um, produced Merle Haggard's last record and a fellow named Kendall Marvel and um, so that uh, a great great bunch of guys and you recorded it in one day well or two the, days the, or? The, the, the bulk of it yeah and on a Friday and then Sunday we went in and recorded uh, till about five and then I had to catch a plane and then I flew back and did all the vocals in one day. And then Tommy Dedimore uh, did the overdubs. Do and, you think there's oh, a and, and I'm, excuse me, one guy I forgot uh, that I wrote the song All the Rage in Paris with. His name's Daryl Burgess. And so he was one of my co-writers. All the Rage in Paris is yeah. a beautiful song. Thanks. Really beautiful song. Thank really you. great song. Well, thank you. One of my favorites that you played tonight. I it was really beautiful. It. Uh, do you think there's a magic in recording and doing something in a day? And, and you know, it's it's a different kind of uh, take than you normally do in the studio, where you spend weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, it is, and I I, I like it um, because I've done many of my records where I really labored and maybe spent too much time, um, and I, I was just real slow on some of my things. 
um, most of my, well, several of my bluegrass records, not most of them, but um, a lot of them were all tracked in a day. And um, it's, it, I, I like it. I think it's kind of fun when all the musicians are in the studio at the same time and you yeah. do some kind of live thing because definitely it seems like the energy is there mm -hmm. that you don't often get when you're tracking it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you recently won a couple of really big awards. Tell us about a couple of those awards. Um, One with Chris Christopherson. Yeah, that and was called the American Eagle Award. And um, so that was real uh, great to be in. I've done gigs with, with Chris, and he's a really nice guy. And so that was, that was really wonderful to be in the same room with him. And um, then one was called the Wagon Master Award. and that We was were fun. there. We saw you. That, that was fun. That was at the Americana Music Awards. And um, George Strait presented that. And we got to sing a song I wrote that George recorded called King of Broken Hearts. Beautiful. And that whole night was a beautiful night. That really was. Those, I'll, I'll tell you what, they, they do it upright. And it's at the Ryman Auditorium. It's been there for a while. and They do. And every single artist and song that was played that night, it was magical. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So you've been in the Americana genre for a number of years. And you probably, uh, it doesn't go unrecognized that Americana is having a, a, a growth in popularity. Yeah. And... What does that sort of feel like as an Americana artist, and what, what do you attribute that to? I, I think um, a couple of things. There are so many great artists that fall under that umbrella of Americana music, and I, I think that people um, just really respond to it because, you know, they're just, gosh, uh, it, it's it's a kind of a genre that will, for instance, on Americana Radio, you could hear Merle Haggard or they were playing Johnny Cash when he was still alive also, but they had already, um, uh, you know, country radio was already playing much younger artists, and so there wasn't a place for them. And, um, and so if you're listening to Americana Radio, you might hear... Mavis Staples one minute, and then Guy Clark and Emmy Lou Harris and uh, Shovels and Rope. You know, just this whole—it's—it's it's a real wide variety. And I always liked different kind of music growing up, and so it's—it's—I uh, it, I feel at home there. Well, we think that we cast a wide net here at Diddy. And we think there's so much music out there that goes uh, untapped and unrecognized um, just because it doesn't fit into a particular category. Mm -hmm. And that's, in our opinion, where Americana is. Yeah, it is. Well, Jim, it was so wonderful having you in the studio today. It was a true treat for us and everybody out there. Well, the we treat was mine. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back. And we're looking forward to having you back. Thank Thanks you. again. Thanks.
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.